0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.
2: We are a city on the rise, forging into the future from our ironed out past. We are a city of fire and water, of trees and towers, built through generations of blue collars and the brightest scholars, and all of those who have worked harder. We hold tight to our roots and set our sights on tomorrow. And this is our team that has stood with our city for more than a century, from old municipal to the corner of Carnegie. A team that has seen its own progress and prosperity. Its history flows like the river through the heart of this city. The history that has given us miraculous moments, moments that spanned years and others, in 22 games. Moments that broke barriers and moments that broke hearts. Moments that prove this is more than a game. We remember those moments as we move forward with change. You see, it has always been Cleveland that's the best part of our name. And now it's time to unite as one family, one community, to build the next era for this team and this city, to keep watch and guard what makes this game the greatest, to come together and welcome all who want to join us. We are loyal and proud and resilient we protect what we've earned and always defend it together we stand with all who understand what it means to be born and built from the land because this is the city we love and the game we believe in and together we are all cleveland guardians
1: boy this has got a chance to be a fun summer
3: Hi everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse, happy to say we are joining you from Goodyear, Arizona and the Guardians Spring Training Complex. Spring training finally has begun. Players beginning to arrive and by early next week, workouts will be underway as the team gets ready for that exhibition opener next Friday against the Reds. Coming up on our show this week, one of the things we've had the opportunity to do During the lockout, his visit with people in the game with some great stories. And this week, no different, as in the second half of our show, we'll be joined by Tom Wiedenbauer, a special assistant to the GM with the Guardians. His focus for many years has been player development, former first base coach for the organization. And uh, the best part is this year, number 47 in the game for Tom Wiedenbauer. And as you can imagine, some really good perspective and stories from him. So that's in our second half of the show. We will also hear from Joel Mangrum, who is the Guardians pitching coordinator, a spot that has produced current Major League pitching coaches, Ruben Niebla with the Padres and Matt Blake with the Yankees, both doing great jobs in the organization uh, in the minor leagues, developing so much of that young pitching talent that you see. And now Joel Mangrum is in that slot. It's his third year, and he's doing some great work. But first, we are ecstatic to be able to visit with Guardians starting pitcher Tristan McKenzie. He had that breakthrough season in 2021, looking to build on that this year. T-Mac was one of the first to stop by the Guardians camp on Friday, and he said, needless to say, it's great to get started on a new season.
0: Dude. Uh, I'd say the word to, to describe it is just excitement. I feel like it's a genuine excitement to be back at, back at the field, be
3: back around the guys, uh, and just have a sense of normalcy. And when you look at trying to stay sharp or, or ready, how did you go about that to, to be prepared to do what you need to do to get ready for a season? I feel like uh, I approached the offseason the same way.
0: Uh, I went about my business the same way and just building off what I what I learned from, from last
3: year and, and trying to make it better. Obviously, you, you couldn't have contact with coaches or anything like that along the way. How much did you do before the date where that had to stop to, to make sure that you were prepared and had the the things that you needed to get good things done?
0: Uh, I feel like a lot of it was just kind of hammering down what what I thought my weak points were with with the coaches beforehand, just so I know going into the off season what I had to kind of focus on and what
3: what my really what the strong points were. So obviously the last couple of weeks I'm sure uh, unusual because of the circumstances, but your normal off season's down in Florida. What do you do down there to to stay sharp? How many people are around that you can work out with and and do the things that you like to do?
0: Uh, I work out down in Jupiter, at a, or down in Palm Beach Gardens at Cressy, uh, and there's a multitude of guys that are down there trying to get their work in, hitters, pitchers alike. So for me, the sense of kind of getting that, that level of intensity from a baseball
3: aspect was pretty easy because there was a lot of like-minded guys down there. What's that like with working out with, with players from other teams all trying to get to that same spot? Uh, I, I love it. Uh, I
0: feel like you get a lot of different personalities. I feel like you get a lot of different perspectives, especially from guys that, have, that are with different organizations. You have some guys that are super new in the league like me. You have guys that are vets like a Max Scherzer or, or a Giancarlo Stanton. You have guys that have been around the league a little bit. So there's lots of different viewpoints. You can pick people's brains. Uh, you can learn a lot of different stuff. So it's very, very interesting.
3: And people willing to share what, what they know, especially the veteran guys?
0: Uh, it depends on the guy. But most of the time, it's a, baseball is a brotherhood, so it doesn't really matter what team you play for. Guys are super willing to, to help out the next guy.
3: How about off the field? Uh, off season, you need some time to recharge. What do you do to kind of recharge and get ready? Uh, I like that hang out at the house. Um, I went on a little vacation in
0: December. I uh, went down to the Bahamas. Uh, but outside of that, I don't do much. It's, it was back to the grind. I was in the gym and I was at home relaxing. You get a chance to see your brother play at all at, at Vandy? Uh, I went up to their, I went up to their inter-squad series, their black and gold series, uh, and then I haven't been able to catch any games in person in the spring. But they've been they've been playing well up, well up there.
3: And wrapping up with Tristan McKenzie, uh, where do you feel you're at right now in, in terms of where you should be in a normal spring?
0: Uh, I mean, body-wise, I feel good. I feel like it's just trying to figure out a way to to get some of that intensity and not not getting too hurt uh, moving, moving forward and not trying to push things too
3: fast. Tristan, great to see you. Thanks. Thank you, Rosie. That's Tristan McKenzie in camp, ready to roll. Five and nine a year ago, over 24 starts. The ERA just a shade under five. But bear in mind, man, from August on, he was sharp and, in fact, had that memorable day in Detroit where he came four out shy of a perfect game so Tristan McKenzie looking to be a big part of that rotation this season stay tuned when we come back we will visit with Joel Mangrum Guardians pitching coordinator in the minor leagues and uh, Tristan McKenzie one of those who worked under him to to take those final steps to the major league ladder and uh, we will visit with Joel talk pitching in the minor leagues they've been here uh late February, on into early March, and we'll visit with him next as Guardians Weekly continues on the Cleveland Clinic, Guardians Radio Network. Otani
1: is the ultimate challenge now. Suddenly, you're reaching back for a little bit extra when you're facing this guy. Now the wind and the one-two. Swing and a miss. Got him with a curveball below the ankles. And Otani has struck out three times, and McKenzie Brilliant through six.
4: You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So instead, we're going to hire a professional voice actor and pay him absurd amounts of money to say, I like this product. Hmm, not sure why that was better. I mean, I'm a professional, too. But we didn't pay him to say the business part, so back to me. Save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. Sorry, I know hearing me say it was a bit of a letdown. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.
5: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best the power of their data. to Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Shane Bieber
1: in his final inning, he's had 113 pitches. He fires, and it's swung on and missed. And he'll finish the ballgame with nine strikeouts in the seven innings that he worked. Buck Farmer sets, fires. And the pitch swung on, ripped to right, down the line. It goes fair ball. It'll rattle around the right field corner. And Jose's in standing with his 17th double. He, folks, is back. Now the 2-2 pitch. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. Ball game. He got him with a slider.
3: Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse, along with you, from Guardian Spring Training out in Goodyear, Arizona. Great to have you with us as we talk baseball on the radio for the next hour. And earlier this week, had a chance to visit with Joel Mangrum, who's the Guardian's pitching coordinator in the minor leagues. This will be his third season in that slot. And as you know, the uh, pitching development side of things in the organization, just tremendous, well-regarded throughout the game. It has produced many many solid major league pitchers and a lot of really good coaches too and and uh, Joel is uh, hoping to to be in that spot he already is uh, earning some some nice compliments from major league pitching coach Carl Willis and some of those that he's been working with in minor league camp so far this spring and when he says working pitching and as a coach with this organization that's a great place to work. Tremendous honor, one to be a part of the organization,
6: but two to be a part of the, you know, the history of this place and um, the group that that is really enthralled in developing our pitchers and putting plans in place and also developing our coaches and developing our system.
3: You had been at, at the college level for a while a couple different spots. How'd you find your way into pro ball in this spot?
6: Yeah. So actually, um, uh, knew Ruben Niebla. Um, so have known Ruben. Uh, I guess my last couple years in college baseball um and uh, long story short recruited one of his best friends sons to play at new mexico state and so got to know him through uh that connection and um they were hiring and uh i just uh, felt like the right fit i got to know reuben uh, even better and uh got to know matt blake and mark allen who was also here at the time and then um it's just uh it was the right thing for me and my family at the time and
3: um I'm really glad that I decided to do it. So, We'll get into it a little bit about what makes this a, a special organization. Uh, you mentioned a recruiting coordinator. You must have some stories about trying to get kids to go to the different schools you were at. I mean, that has to be a challenge, I would think, 24-7.
6: Oh, yeah. It's uh, 12 months out of the year. It's <laughs> on go all the time. There's no off-season. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, at the time, my daughter was really young. Uh, she's 10 now, and so it was like, you know, trying to make phone calls and take phone calls from younger people. And um, so you're just kind of on call all the time and then traveling. uh, Most of the universities I worked at didn't have like a major recruiting budget. And uh, so, you know, you're either recruiting out of pocket or you're driving 12 to 18 hours to a field. And, you know, uh, it's just a lot of preliminary work. And then just trying to basically be on go all the time. And still coach while you're at it too. Try to so that, that personally for me was one of the things. Just because you know you sell you sell kids on development, and then uh, you're also the recruiting coordinator, and so you're you're gone a lot. Um, and so when you're driving, it's not like you're just hopping back in a plane and you're back for practice. So I mean, I, I miss time away from our guys,
3: and you know, I just felt like I wasn't doing the right thing all the time. You know, Joel Mangrum joining us. He's the Guardians. Uh, pitching coordinator at the minor league level and, and this spring that that's been all there's been out here. So uh, an opportunity I'm, I'm sure to get some real good hands-on for a lot of these kids and uh, What makes the the pitching department here special you think and, and really stand out among other teams?
6: Yeah, it's a great question. So I mean I would say for us we do everything as a I love Ruben and I love Matt and they were great mentors to us Um but it's kind of, you know, I know they, they get a, a ton of desirable credit, but obviously we still have Eric Bender here, who's kind of been the forefront of the pitching department for a long time. And um, Steve Oster is our director of pitching and is uh, one of the smarter individuals I know and just a really great friend and cares about our players. And I, I think what makes us so special is we do it as a group. Um, we've got really, really talented coaches, um, you know, two guys that very few people talk uh don't talk about enough as Tony Arnold and Rigo Beltron have been with the organization a long time. Um, they've got a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of experience. They've been involved with Shane Bieber and Aaron Savali and Zach Pleasak and they, you know, they coach those guys. They were boots on the ground every single day during the season. And, um, you know, I, I think that still having those guys in our organization is a huge help. And then the ability to find bright young new coaches has been something that we've been really good at. Um, We just hired Caleb Longshore away from college baseball, Brad Goldberg away from college baseball, uh, Kevin Arminio a year ago away from college, or two years ago, excuse me, away from college baseball. and We just feel like we're really good at identifying talent on the field. Our scouts do a tremendous job, but we
3: do a great job of identifying coaching talent as well. And that coaching talent seems to, to have that ability to blend all the technology that's a part of this thing now along with just old-school pitching stuff too and, and how hard is that to, to find that balance that really clicks with a young pitcher
6: well it for us it becomes um, fairly easy because our hiring process is so <laughs> excruciating to be quite honest it uh, you know learning is something that uh, is a big deal to us um, it's part of our clean um, so the L and CLE is learning for us um, And so the people that we hire, that's really important to our leadership to make sure that they are going to not only learn for themselves, but learn for our players um, and make sure that they can handle the new technology and the information that's coming out and be able to use their eyes, but be able to use their resources too. And um, it's like we talk about all the time as a group, we're never doing it by ourselves. We're always, if you find yourself doing something on your own, then we're doing it wrong and we just do it together.
3: Last summer, the Indians went. Super heavy on pitching in the in the draft, and uh, obviously there's great reasons for that. And, and now that you're seeing those pitchers on the field, uh, how exciting is it when when you see those arms?
6: Yeah, we're super super excited. I actually um, was a part of a small group that came back and um, spent I guess half of July and all of August, September and October with a group. Um, so we really got to know them really really well. Um, our scout, there's only really one way to put it: is our scouting department did a phenomenal job. I know we you know, we run that similar to you know, the uh, development side and that everything's done as a group, but um, our players is probably for us one of the more talented draft class that we've seen top to bottom. Um, obviously it was super pitching heavy. Uh, there's some really good names in there, Gavin Williams and Doug Nikhazy and Tommy Mace. Um, there's some guys like Tanner Bybee and Trent Denholm that are gonna really turn some heads that maybe some people missed on. Um, And then there's some really, really interesting guys like a Davis Sharp at the back end of the draft or middle of the draft that, you know, has really got a chance. Then we've got our high school arm, Tommy Ventimiglia, that's got more upside than he knows what to do with. And uh,
3: so we're really excited. I was going to ask you to name names and with the qualifier that you don't have to, because sometimes that's hard because you're afraid you're going to leave somebody out. But it must be, uh, it seems like you got to have quantity as well as quality the way the game is today.
6: Absolutely. Well, you know, and pitching is everything in baseball. Um, you live and die by it. And uh, luckily, our organization has, has developed a model to, to develop it and try to keep guys healthy and keep guys on track. And, you know, you see it now in the big leagues with Beebs and Savali and those guys. And so, you know, we're just a part of it. But, yeah, quantity and
3: quality always helps. Oh, great stuff. Joel, thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. That's Joel Mangrum, the Guardian's pitching coordinator stay with us when we come back we'll hear from Tom Wiedenbauer 47 years in the game he's a special assistant in the Guardians organization oversees a lot of the minor league system and some of the things that they do on a day-to-day basis and we'll visit with him next on the Cleveland Guardians radio network
1: hang on folks this baby isn't over yet
3: Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Joining us now, one of the Indians' special assistants to the president and general manager, long, long-time baseball man, Tom Wiedenbauer, who many may recall was a part of Maniakta's staff back in uh, that 2011-2012 range. And uh, Tom Wiedenbauer, thanks so much for stopping by. You're, you're out in Goodyear, Arizona and, and enjoying spring training, I know. And It just sounds like a, a ton of optimism as, as the minor leaguers in the organization have hit the field. And uh, what's it been like out there uh, for you to kind of oversee a, a lot of what's been happening and, and kind of observe some of the young talent in the organization?
7: It's been great to, to see not just the coaches and the players, but just to see everybody together again. Uh, we've had other programs out here over the last year or so off and on, but this is a little bit unique uh, given all the protocols that we've been through over the the past couple of years to finally have everybody back together in the same place at the same time. So it's, it's almost like a little bit of a family reunion with the coaches and the players. And um, the atmosphere has been outstanding, the energy, the environment, and of course the Arizona weather as always has been just about perfect.
3: And for some of those young players uh some of them missed a full season a couple of years back. And, uh, look, you've been in this game a long time, and so much of it is repetition and, and routine. Uh, what have your observations been of those players getting back into that routine, and, and how have they managed to overcome some of the challenges of, of not having that routine for a full year?
7: Well, one of the things that we were able to do during that year was to stay in touch with them uh via zoom or some other mechanism so i think i think the players did a really good job of getting their work in without playing games there is no substitute for playing games but as far as doing some things to advance their skill sets work work on their abilities and do some things that actually in some ways do some things that they might not have had the time to or been able to do during a regular minor league season. So I would say it showed up a little bit last year in what what turned out to be a somewhat shortened minor league season. But um, I, just some of the, the things that I guess you would call them basic fundamental things, that it took a little while to get ironed out after missing a year. But once they got going, uh, it looked it looked pretty normal. And now we feel like we're in quite a, bit, quite a bit of a normal cycle again.
3: And when you look at... At the farm system, obviously, for the organization, it's critical that, that it produces top-shelf talent. And I imagine there's ebbs and flows, but you've been a part of it long enough to, to probably know uh, when things are building and when maybe it takes a step back. And it seems like it's really starting to build up in terms of, of quantity and quality. And, and are you seeing that? Can you, can you sense that as time goes by here?
7: Yes, that's one of the things that, that helps us stay excited. So we've done such a good job of acquiring players internationally, acquiring players through the draft, and acquiring players through trades. And we're seeing the results here. It's, it's pretty easy to get excited about a, a reasonably large group of guys that it, it, they're just easy to get excited about, both on the on the pitching side and the position player side.
3: Tom Wiedenbauer joining us. He's one of the special assistants to the president and general manager for the Cleveland Guardians, and he's been out at spring training and uh, has done some great work over the years in in the development side of things. And, uh, Tom, we were talking earlier, season number 47 in the game. (laughs) And when you look back, I mean, you're drafted back in 76 by the Astros. Could you ever have imagined that this would be your work and still going uh, after almost 50 years?
7: I'm um, i'm not sure that i could have imagined it but at the same time i'm not sure that i could have imagined doing anything else so i i was you know i was getting ready to go to college had had some opportunities and then i got drafted decided that baseball sounded a lot more like more fun than than school at that time uh 17 year old young man i guess that was just the way that i felt. And, uh, the way I like the phrases is, I went to the University of Baseball, and I'm not exactly sure when that graduation date's going to be.
3: <laughs> and so, When you look back on that, the University of Baseball starts for you uh, in the Astros organization. Uh, you see what goes on for a minor league system now, and, and obviously the Guardians have some cutting-edge stuff going on. Uh, how different was it when you broke into the minor leagues almost 50 years ago?
7: Oh, it's funny that you bring that up because we have those conversations every year when we get together. So when there's a a group of coaches, staff members that played back in those days, it's so much fun to go back and and talk about the conversations of your your bus rides without air conditioning and clubhouses without air conditioning and how really nothing happened on the field until four o'clock in the afternoon. And then you... you think where we are today with how much uh, these players are being asked to do and how much earlier their day starts and how much more information there is available to them. And it's, it's actually one of the things that keeps you going because there is something, there is something new all the time and it, you, you kind of process it. You, you look at it, you have an opinion about it. And then when you watch these things be put, be put being put into play, it's it's exciting and it's fun to watch and there's obviously benefits to it the the entire industry has has gone more to more tech and more information and it certainly has helped and, and helped the game and what it's also done is it's grown so much uh, our organization is so much bigger now than even when I came here 12 years ago uh, even since that time, it's probably doubled or maybe even tripled. Uh, and I think back to, for, for example, my first year managing, I had a pitching coach for half the season and had no pitching coach or no other coaches for the other half of the season. And when, when we think now about the size of our, our staffs in player development and staffs in the major leagues, for that matter, uh, it's grown quite a bit. So that's probably been the biggest difference.
3: So not even to mention when, when you were managing, in the minor leagues but when you broke in as a player were were laptops and video recording devices not not a part of the equation
7: <laughs> yeah we were pretty, we didn't know i remember when the what was it uh, the walkman or, or whatever that was when that, when that first came out and you know the first the first couple of guys that had those on a bus ride um that was that was a big deal that was when you got your first walkman you you remember that
3: As a player, eight seasons in pro ball, four games in the major leagues. You made it to the major leagues, and you played in four games. Uh, What do you remember about that stretch in in your playing career that that maybe stands out and and made maybe some of the the tough nights in the minor leagues to get there worth it?
7: Yeah. So uh, things were a little bit different back then. So making it to the major leagues was – if you were on the 40-man roster, basically you got you got called up at the end of the season. Um, so just to give everybody that experience, I, I think in my case, the thing that I remember the most about it was with Houston, we were in a pennant race, and the leagues were different back then. We were in the National League West, with was Cincinnati and the Dodgers and the Giants, and it was a close race, and uh, the Braves actually were also in the West, and and so everywhere that we went, it, there was excitement in the air. It was the last the September month of the season, and there was excitement in the air. And I, I think it's hard to take that in the first time and really slow down and appreciate it. So there's probably a lot that I missed. But I do remember that we had a great group of guys. We had a good team. Every game meant something. And that's really, that's really the most that you can ask for.
3: Tom Wiedenbauer joining us. He a lifetime in the game of baseball. He's now the Guardians' special assistant to the president and general manager. You've had a, a, a lot of time on the player development side, but you had a stretch as Indians' first base coach. What do you remember about that, that position and, and some of the, maybe some of the funny stuff that goes along with that and, and some of the challenges on a day-to-day basis that you
7: faced? I think the thing that I remember the most was thinking for a long time, how much different it was going to be. And then you realize real quickly that one of the, I guess one of the things that stands the test of time with the game of baseball is it's really not that much different, no matter where it's played. Now the level of competition, the level of the players is higher at that level. And I guess, just that particular season alone was, was a tough year for us. Um, It was okay for a while and then it got tougher and then it got tougher. So, uh, you know, always remember that part, but when you have a good group of guys and you get along and they do their work and they play the game the way it's supposed to be played, I think that stands out and you can really appreciate that regardless of how, how the, Last third of that season went, which, which wasn't great as we know, but um, it was. It's it's an enjoyable time. It's the game of baseball. Um, it's excitement every night, and you you make you know I was fairly new to the organization at the time, so you just make a whole bunch of new friends and and teammates, and in this game they you tend to stay in touch with those people, and they become friends for life. So it was. It was a fun year. It was a difficult year.
3: I remember talking to you about it a a couple of times and I was surprised because you said, I mean, you're you're a mild-mannered first base coach, but you said you would get heckled by fans behind the first base side there.
7: uh, Where does that (laughs) come from? (laughs) (laughs) Again, uh, funny that you would bring that up. Uh, (laughs)
3: Why does that happen?
7: (laughs) There's a, I don't know. I I think, um, I think some of these ballparks, they they may, may sell beverages that <laughs> increase the, the heckling. But there are a couple places where they're pretty close to you. And I have a really long last name that's difficult to pronounce. So they came up with quite a few different ways to pronounce that as well, uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, but you, you know what you could do is you could find these little tricks like throw them a ball every once in a while and kind of get them off your back for a couple innings. Whatever
3: it takes. Yeah. <laughs> Tom <laughs> Wiedenbauer joining us. He's uh, the special president and GM for the Guardians. He's out at spring training in Goodyear, Arizona with the minor leaguers. And uh, So, Tom, it, obviously you mentioned, uh, you know, what else would you want to do? This is this fun for you. Uh, when you come back each year, and you said you've been out there for about a month now, um, what is that like for you when, when you get back out there and, and get things rolling again?
7: Yeah. I, I mentioned, I mean, for me personally, it may be a little bit different. So I mentioned just seeing the faces again of everybody that you haven't seen during an off season, seeing a younger, newer group of players each year. I'm um, seeing some of the guys that have been around for four or five years for me personally. I, I guess it's, it may have another level. My parents live down in Tucson about two hours from here. So when there are opportunities getting the chance to, to reconnect with them, um, it's just uh, there's always excitement in the air. You know, I live in Florida now, so I know for the people that live in northeast Ohio, it, 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 they dream about coming out here at this time of the year. The weather's not that much different, but the excitement is different.
3: Well, it is all part of a, a life in baseball. And, uh, Tom, thanks so much for coming by. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully I'll see you out there next week.
7: Great. I'm looking forward to seeing you, Rosie. Thank you.
3: That's Tom Wiedenbauer, Guardian's Special Assistant to the President and General Manager. Stay tuned. More to come on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network.
4: You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So we're going to use humor. But we don't want to insult your intelligence, so nothing too goofy. And we need to avoid any polarizing topics. Oh, and it has to be about how you can save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. You know what? Maybe humor is a bad idea. Yeah, it's never going to work. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.
2: a lot of hard work from everybody we're going in the right direction and you know now the ideas you know i mean we treat spring training the same every year you know you got to prepare and we talk about all the time you got to try to value winning more than every other team out there which is a really hard thing to do and then you know if if you have the talent you think you do you look up at the end and you'll be where you're supposed to be that's the idea
3: Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Goodyear, Arizona, training which is finally underway. And uh, just timetable-wise, uh, what's happening in the early stages here this weekend, uh, really just players showing up, getting acclimated, doing some of the, the physical testing that they have to do from a medical standpoint to be prepared to to start their season and uh, all of that organizational Uh, stuff that they need to take care of and uh, they're looking to get that going here this weekend so that they can begin workouts as soon as possible most likely early next week the first spring training game for the guardians will be friday march the 18th that's next friday from Goodyear, the annual opener against the cincinnati reds and uh, this year no different Uh, they do change things up on the schedule the original spring training schedule uh, pretty much ripped up and and started over for most teams so the The Guardians will take on the Reds in Goodyear on Friday. That'll be a 4 first pitch, and you can hear it right here on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians radio network uh, starting right around 4 o'clock. And uh, Tom Hamilton will get things started with the first pitch of a new exhibition season. And uh, it's a shortened season, the last day of the spring training schedule, April the 5th, when the Guardians take on Colorado. They will break camp right after that game, head to Kansas City now. Instead of opening at home against the Royals on March the 31st, they will open on the road against Kansas City on April the 7th. It's a a four-game series against the Royals, then two against the Reds, and that back home for the home opener on the 15th, looks like, at least for right now. Uh, We don't anticipate any changes, but the 15th against the San Francisco Giants uh, with so many different things going on, uh, that seems odd to have your home opener in interleague play against the Giants, but that's how it will be this season, and that will be the first home game for the Guardians at Progressive Field. So a lot going on, and we'll do our best to keep you posted each week now on uh, Guardians Weekly. And, uh, of course, we, we do expect to have 15 games on the radio and also on the web throughout the course of spring training. And, again, a shortened spring, but uh, a lot of radio coverage for you throughout the spring from out here in Arizona and the Cactus League. So we're rolling. It took a while, and uh, I know a lot of fans are were patient as they could be. And, and uh, we will have baseball. We'll have the full 162-game season. That's a big key. Twelve teams will make the playoffs. Designated hitter in both the American and National League just some of the changes and in terms of changes that did not stick from the last two years with the COVID restrictions double headers nine inning games once again and extra innings uh, the runner at second base to start innings that is no longer it goes back to the traditional ending to games where uh, they just continue to play under regular rules in extra innings so just some of the things that that were decided upon at the tail end of negotiations and that's what we'll have in the 2022 season as always thanks to Brian Motze for all of his help thanks to Bart Swain for helping us out with uh, the setup of our interviews here in Goodyear this week until next week this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network
1: weekly has been brought to you by Progressive. Helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.